Welcome to Towards Leadership from Leadership Letters. I'm Lizzie Bentley-Bowers. This episode is part two of our deep dive into the ego states model or the parent-adult-child model. A reminder as we begin of the scenario that we shared in part one. A team member is calling me as their leader repeatedly, despite my calendar making very clear that I'm unavailable. I'm in the middle of preparing a high stakes presentation up against a tight deadline, but I take the call and they are upset, really upset and telling me about a client they have really upset due to an error that they've made. What I really want to say is I did tell you how to deal with this client and I warned you. I'm so up against it and now I've got to deal with this. Never mind, I'll sort it. But I don't do that. Instead, I take a deep breath. And I say, it's okay, don't worry. We've all been there. I remember just how awful I felt when I made a mistake like that. And that client is a nightmare. Don't worry, I'll call them, I'll smooth it over. Send me the stuff over and I'll rewrite all of that too. So from part one, you'll remember that neither of those responses actually was ideal. In both of those, instead of using those parent places to back up my adult, I tipped over into something less useful. Either that highly judgmental, controlling parent place or that over-nurturing place where I just do everything for them instead. And actually, what I think you can probably hear is that I was a, a bit of both. I had one foot in both camps there. So that's just one example of how we can end up in these unhelpful parent and child places, which is how parent and child probably got their reputation as not being good places to be. But it's really important that what we don't do is forget all the really useful things that those parent and child places can offer to back up our adult place. So what is it that sends us, tips us over into that unhelpful parent or child mode? It might be something Sudden, like an angry colleague or a client or a sudden realisation of a big mistake, a large and looming problem. There's another level of stress, though, one that I liken to that low hum of computers and lighting you hear in an office when all the human activity has left. A background sense of stress or threat, maybe a deadline or target about to be missed, a working relationship that's been just slightly fractious for quite a long time or a recently failed project, or teams that seem to be in silos. All of these things on a smaller level that divert us away from really being in our fully adult, backed up by parent and child place. And there are, of course, our personal contexts and the wider global context, all of which can contribute to an ever-changing sense of pressure or stress. So often that line between our adult being supported by parent and child places or tipping into an unhelpful parent or child place, that's often a fine line, sometimes almost imperceptible. And yet we have crossed it. And then not only do we have less of our adult strengths available, we're sending out hooks and messages to others for their unhelpful child and parents to connect to too. It's really interesting how when we get into those unhelpful places, we do hook and reel others in to join us. So you might have two unhelpfully controlling parents over at the kettle, agreeing with each other animatedly about how frustrating or useless or inconsiderate somebody is. Or an unhelpful controlling parent clashing with that overdone adapted child who's rebelling against the unfairness of an unrealistically high expectation. Or 
who for fear of making a mistake has stopped thinking for themselves. Or you might have an overdone adapted child seeking out someone else for a whine or a moan, hooking in a nurturing parent who just takes it a little bit too much into a place of making everyone feel better by over-sympathising about how awful other people are. And whilst that's often deceptively cathartic, nobody actually moves forward and we can end up tying ourselves in all sorts of knots. The permutations and combinations are endless. And we can move in the blink of an eye from one of these positions to another and back again, even within a single conversation or a short interaction. And it's also possible that we can get quite rigid in staying in one position or in particular. So our behaviour doesn't have to be extreme or even particularly obvious to be having an impact on ourselves or on others. So what, therefore, can we do about it if it's hard to spot? The good news is it's possible to spend more time in your adult being supported by parent and child and in doing so influence others perhaps to spend more time in theirs too. And you do that by getting to know them. The more aware you are of who you are and how you are in these different adult parent and child modes, the more you can notice what you're doing and what you're inviting from others and choose your adult backed up by parents and child, words and behaviour. Giles Barrow, who I learned much from about ego states and other areas of transactional analysis, he has some words of wisdom for you. He said, first, it's critical to bear in mind that maintaining adult awareness and behaviours takes time and mindful conscious effort. It rarely just happens. So in other words, allow some time and energy. If this is the kind of work that you want to do and this interests you, allow some time and energy for it. Be kind to yourself about what's involved, both in understanding what you do and in changing it. And this is about progress, not perfection. To get to know your adult parent and child, both in their supporting and their unhelpful modes, take a blank piece of paper or some sticky notes and think about a time when you were judgmental at work, a time when you were either thinking or saying things that displayed frustration and irritation or were a bit more controlling and less trusting than you would ideally be. So this is your unhelpful controlling parent at play. So notice what kinds of things did you say and do? What language did you use both in your head and the words that actually came out? What behaviours did you display? How did you feel? What physical sensations were there? And what did you notice about your body? List as many as you can, remembering that these don't have to be extreme to have been unhelpful. This is about looking for clues in your words, your tone, your gestures, your posture and your attitude. And then you do the same with your unhelpful nurturing parent, your unhelpful adapted child and your unhelpful playful child. We'll put reminders of these in an article, by the way, that we will link from the show notes so you can go back and have another look through. So now you can repeat this exercise from your place of your adult with supporting parent and child. So what do you say and do when you're in that adult place that's backed up by a parent and backed up by a child? So here's a fictional example of some analysis. In unhelpful controlling parent, I said, why didn't you send that email to our boss? My tone was exasperated and judgmental. Internally, I was thinking, we discussed this a thousand times. How could you put me in that position? My head was in my hands at my desk and then I flopped back in my chair and I sighed. 
In adult, when I was in my supporting parent backing up my adult place, I used different language. I said, what stopped you from sending the email? And it was a genuine question. I wasn't trying to disguise a judgment as a question. It wasn't a different version of why didn't you? Here, my tone was more relaxed. I was calm. I remembered that we ultimately want the same thing, that we both want to do a good job. I was more curious. My shoulders were further down and my voice was lower. So the more you get to know your parent, child and adult in all their forms, the more you'll notice where you are operating from and whether it's the most useful place for you to be at that time. It will support you in recognising and creating more options for yourself. Once you've done this work, you can then prepare for conversations that are likely to tip into unhelpful modes by using what you've realised to make more adult choices. What's the adult backed up by parent or child language that you will choose? How will you sit or stand? What tone of voice will you choose? What will help you stay curious? What can you prepare for that might push you into an unhelpful reaction or an unhelpful place so that you can prepare in advance? ABC is a great way to help yourself arrive or stay in adult. A is adjust your body. Calm adult posture, whatever that means and looks like for you. The more you get to know it, the more likely you'll be able to choose to return to it. B is breathe out. Focusing on a longer out breath to engage all those rational parts of your brain that support your adult. And the C is curiosity. First, that noticing. Where am I? Who am I being? Is it the most useful for me and for others? And once you've done the noticing, you can ask yourself, what have I done in the past that reminds me I'm equipped to handle this using my adult backed up by parent and child? What can I appreciate about other people in this conversation or other things that are going on in this situation that helps me to approach this as another adult? What can I appreciate about our common ground and common purpose that helps me bring this back to our adult places. You'll have heard me say this before and you'll no doubt hear me say this again, but a really useful way to prepare is to practice out loud, even if it's only the first sentence. I know that when I do this and I'm intending my adult place to be what comes through, I can hear a tip over into perhaps an over-nurturing parent or a tip over into an over-controlling parent just peeking through the way that I am using my words or my tone. And because I've heard it out loud and I've heard myself play it back, I've given myself the opportunity to change it and really think about aligning my intention and my impact. And it's worth noting here that this work isn't about avoiding difficult conversations, far from it. That's an unhelpful nurturing parent at play, as we showed in our scenario. It's about saying things in a way that makes it more likely to be productive and to invite progress. Progress isn't always easy or comfortable for everyone. Not everyone always likes a decision. But this kind of work might increase the chances that someone can get behind a decision. Or indeed that despite differences in views, because you've talked it through from your adult places, you're then clarifying your decisions from that adult place. The possibilities really are endless and I hope you get some useful insight from thinking some of them through in this way. As I mentioned in part one, 
This model is useful if it's used in the spirit of affecting positive change and development. Take care not to use it to unhelpfully label yourself or others. It's an opportunity to be curious and try things out. And if the model doesn't sit well with you and you don't like using it, please don't use it. We're great believers here at Towards Leadership in trying things out and applying things that work for you. And if they don't, that's fine too. Everyone finds different things useful. This model is an opportunity to be curious, to try some things out and to remember that you can't change anyone else. It's a way of taking full responsibility for how you want to behave and in turn offering others an opportunity to engage with you differently. But it's not about trying to change other people. So an unapologetic repeat to go about this work with compassion for yourself and for others. To bring your curiosity rather than your judgment. To take responsibility. A willingness to see and work on the part you have played in a situation, not least because the only person who you can change is you. And to approach it with a sense of possibility. This is the kind of work we do because we're choosing to believe that things can change or improve. And it's about exploration with an open heart and an open mind. We'd love to hear how you get on or if indeed you'd like to take a deeper dive into this kind of work with us. You can find out more at towardsleadership.com where you'll find a whole load more resources, tools, insights and inspiration to support you as a leader. To make sure you don't miss out on more of those on the Towards Leadership podcast, do follow along. This is Towards Leadership from Leadership Letters. See you soon.